Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to Why Not You Podcast. I just thank you guys for just tuning in. I thank you guys for just coming in and getting an encouragement on this day. So as always, we always give God the thanks and the glory. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing. I thank you, Lord, for just equipping me and just allowing me to hear your voice, Lord God. Lord God, download the word, Lord God, and help me to say the words that you have told me to say, Lord God. Father God, remove my will and insert your will, Lord God. I thank you for everything that you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, guys, I just wanted to come on here. And of course, always, when something prompts my spirit to share something with you guys, I just want to come on here and encourage you guys. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast to just be a reminder that, you know what, you may be feeling how you're feeling. You may be feeling defeated. You may be feeling like there's no hope or you may just feel like you're the only one out here experiencing stuff. But this podcast is to encourage you guys, to push you guys, to understand that you're not alone and that this is going to be a support system for you guys. And so I pray that this is what you feel when you hear these podcasts and you hear my heart. Um, So today, um, I just wanted to kind of talk about relationships and marriages. Um, So marriage is hard, ladies. For those that are married, I just want to say marriage is hard. And so um, I've been seeing a lot of people that have been married for years, like 10 plus years, filing for divorce. Like that has just been the feed in in my social media. And so this is, uh, and stay with me because a um, few things that I want to talk about. So a lot of times when we're going through problems or issues, right? Sometimes the enemy will use these things to illuminate. Like when you go before praying, you say, okay, God, what should I do? Should I end this relationship? Should I end this marriage? Or should I, you know, do this? And not only with marriage, but just friendships, relationships, or just your peace of mind, like making decisions. And so you will start to see things that that just pop up more like frequent. It's almost like having a friend that just agrees with everything that you say like and you're like girl my man was this or my man did this like they would disagree like yeah girl you should just leave that man like yeah you should like just feed negativity into your spirit so I always want to encourage you guys that every time that you may have a big decision and may go on a fast pray be still be still enough that you can hear and see the things of God and not the tricks of the enemy And so, like I said, I've been seeing a lot of feeds on my social media just talking about divorce. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like, you know, I don't know, like, what to make of this, but okay, like, um, maybe it's something that you want me to say. And so I know that divorce is never an easy thing. It's never an easy decision to make. I remember when I was married, my first marriage, um, I was married for, I want to say, eight years. And so sometimes you can become so comfortable in a relationship that is not good for you that it's hard to make the decision to move on. It's hard to make a decision to just say, I can't do this anymore. Or it's hard to make a decision to walk away because you're so comfortable in this relationship, in this marriage, and this is all you know, that it's hard to make a decision to walk away. And so um, I just wanted to kind of talk about that because some women... Um, and I'll just talk about my story. Like I got married young. I was 19 when I had my son. I think I was like 21, 22 when I got married to my ex-husband. And so we were married for almost 
eight, nine years or together for at least 10 years. And, um, and it was hard. It was really hard because I was young. I was naive. I was ignorant. I was broken. Um, I didn't have confidence in myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't know who I was. Um, and so when I made the decision to get married, um, it was like, well, this is the next best thing in my life. I have a kid who would want me with a kid who's going to help me raise this child. And of course, at the time he was like more than willing to be there for my son. And so, um, you know, and even at that, sometimes you may desire to want marriage, but really ladies, let's think about this. Like, do you know what all it entails to be married? Like nobody ever gives you a pamphlet of saying, this is how it is to be a wife. Cause sometimes you can have all these decisions to make. You may be an OCD person. You may want control all the time. You may, you know, um, I don't know, like however that you were raised or whatever example that you saw, you may not truly know what it is to be a wife. And so um, I, you know, got married, I was young, and there was a lot of immaturity within me. And so when I made the decision to leave, it was more like, okay, God, you show me if it's time for me to leave because I made the decision out of my flesh. And when I first made the decision, it was just more like, oh, I'm gonna teach him a lesson. I, you know, if I do this, it's because I want, I want him to know that I'm serious. And so one thing about it is that God had control of the situation when I didn't even know God had control. And so everything went so smoothly beyond what I could think. It was like too easy. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm moving. Not really looking. I kind of half looked around for apartments. I half looked around for things. And then it was like they called me. And mind you, back then I had bad credit. So I was surprised. And so they were like, okay, well, instead of you paying a month and a half of rent for your deposit, we're only going to charge you 300 And I was like, uh, okay. So then they were like, yep. Yeah. Um, and we have a third floor available. I was like, okay, well, you know, I didn't really want the third floor. But a week before I was going to move, they called me. I was like, hey, a first floor became available. Would you like to move? I was like, yes. So the biggest thing of why, even why I stayed longer was because I was afraid. I was fearful. I was like, oh God, how am I going to make it? I have two kids. I had just had Anaya. Um, I was like, how am I going to do this on my income? I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I stayed because I was fearful, fearful that I needed my ex-husband for financial support. And so one thing God was showing me was, are you going to trust that I'm your provider? Or are you going to trust that this man can do it for you? Because no matter what, everything comes to me that I get the glory. And so he started stripping things off of me I'm talking about there was times that I had to end up coming up with the rent or I had to end up you know uh coming up with money that I didn't even know how I came up with and um God just made a way and it was like okay now I truly have to lean on God and I tell you this um you know he approved where I was able to get some benefits to help me pay you know um as for being you know a single mom and everything and so I was comfortable in that situation, but then God stripped that from me. And I would never forget, this was the time when I started tithing, okay? And um, I remember three months after the, uh, me tithing, my benefits stopped, and that's what helped me pay my rent. And I was like, oh God, what am I gonna do? And I would never forget my pastor said, if you have faith, why are you worried? 
do you not believe in the things that God is going to do? And when I tell you in that moment, I was like, you know what? You're right. Because the fact that I made a decision to do something for God and onto God, the enemy was illuminating that I needed a man to provide my needs. And I don't mean a man like a physical man, but like the the world, like the world was going to provide for me other than God. And so um, I had to disconnect myself and being so comfortable and staying in this marriage of knowing that God was going to keep me. And so as fast forward, you know, I got remarried. And so, like I said, these past couple of weeks, I've been just seeing on the feeds about divorce and just um, these relationships. And one thing that God is showing me is that you have to get in a place as wives in preparing. So you may be in a place of desperation of just, I want change in my marriage. I want change in my husband. I want change, change, change. And sometimes we can focus so much on a change on your husband that he becomes an idol in your life because you possess of, I want this and I want that and I want this to change. And you focus so much on what he's doing, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent, that you lose focus on God. And so he is reminding me that, you know what, you have prayed this prayer of change in your marriage, but are you preparing for the change that is coming? And so I didn't think nothing of it till today that he was reminding me of this, of preparation in the marriage. I've seen two videos where this one pastor was saying that marriage is death. And he was like, don't get offended by this. And if you truly think about it, when we go when we get married, we go to an altar, right? And we're professing our vows to one another and we're becoming in a covenant with God. And so the altar is basically when you come, right? And you sacrifice and you lay down at the altar, the thing that you want to die and you want God to do a thing in your life. And so marriage, when you come before the altar, you both are making a vow that you are going to die to self. And if you think about that, um, you have to lay lay down your selfishness, okay? You have to change and not change for each other, but change onto God. And so I'm saying that to say that the prayer that you've been praying for your husband, have you been in preparation of the results? Because I say that to say that if you're not praying and preparing yourself and where God is, what God is going to do in your marriage, how are you going to be able to receive the thing that God is getting ready to do? And I say that because I'm speaking this to myself, like preparation. What does that look like? That means that when, if you're quick to respond and, and clap back at a situation, are you praying for your husband? Are you interceding for him? Are you covering him? Are you um, supporting him? Are you loving on him? Are you, I mean, because there's so many scriptures in the Bible that says husbands must love their wives and wives must respect their husbands. They must submit to him. And think about this. If you can't submit to God, how do you expect to submit to your husband? How do you even know what submission looks like? And even to agree to disagree, there's maybe things that your husband may do that you may not agree, but you have to go before the father so the father can work on his heart. The thing is, you are not your husband's God. And this is something that I'm learning in this season in my own marriage, that I'm learning that what does love really look like? Because I wasn't 
taught in a way of what a healthy marriage looks like. I never was taught how healthy communication looks like. So this is something that I'm learning that I know that God is using me and my husband to change generational cycles behind of us for our next generation to come. You have to, in preparation, you have to check your attitude. You have to die to yourself daily. Like, there's going to be times that you may be tired and not feel like being intimate with your husband. There's going to be times that you may not feel like coming home and serving him because you are just irritated with him of something that he may have done to offend you. But the thing is, is that have you gone before the father? Have you spoken to God about it? Because sometimes you may not even understand the situation and God can give you perspective instead of you leaning on your own understanding and leaning on your own flesh. And so I just want this to be an encouragement to those that are seeking marriage or are in marriage and feel like there's no hope, that there's no like hope for change. But let me tell you something, marriage is a constant daily like work at it. You cannot just work two, three days out of the week and expect to get a full paycheck. No, you have to continuously work even when you don't feel like it. Communication is key. How do you communicate to each other? Are you communicating in a toxic way? And I say that because I'm talking to myself, like the way we think. Sometimes women, let's just be real. Sometimes you can make a whole story, movie, navigate in your mind about some small situation. And that's how the enemy works. He works against things that he knows that we struggle with. And so this is why it's necessary to forgive, to let go, to not harbor things that have happened in the past. And even if you need to seek counseling, seek a counselor. Because again, marriage is not easy. Marriage is not easy. Marriage is not for the weak. Hello, let me tell you that. And sometimes also is that sometimes we get married married because we think we want to be married and we think that we're ready for marriage. But the thing is, have you really truly prayed if that's your spouse? Have you prayed if that's the person that God wanted you to be with intentionally? Because People think that that you have to be perfect or things have to be, um, what's the word that I'm trying to look for? That you can look at the person on the outside and be like, yep, that's my husband. And yes, he's did this. But the thing is, the two imperfect people come before the altar and they're marrying. And the thing is, remember, you guys are coming together with baggages where you're coming together. Even if you feel like you're the most healed person. The thing is, is that your spouse will pull things out of your spirit that you never knew were there because you guys are meant to edify one another. You guys are meant to continue to pull things out of each other, to heal, to pray together, to work together, to become one. You don't just come one when y'all are married. You guys are becoming one. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys on there as wives, we have to take charge over our house. We have to put our house in order and know that the enemy is busy. He is, he is creating division. He is creating chaos. He's creating arguments. He's creating things. And sometimes you have to step back and be like, now, what is this whole argument about? Like about a sock being on the floor? This is really not about me. Clearly it's not about me. But one thing that I'm even learning, I was reading in the um, love there is that sometimes communication can come off so offensive to you that you, you focus on the words instead of just taking a step back and saying, okay, how can I help you? How can we make this? How can we change this around? It's all about communicating in love. Now, sometimes 
I'm not saying to stay in a relationship that's toxic, abusive, um, you know, abusive in words, mentally, spiritually, physically, none of that. But what I'm trying to say is that sometimes we have to take a step back and say, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? Not what Cy wants to do, but what is it that God, what is it that you want me to do in my marriage? How do you want me to play this out? In the morning, God, how can I serve my husband? And again, it comes from submitting to God. And submission can be simple as waking up every day and giving God your time. Submission can look like praying, worshiping, all that. So if you can first submit to God, everything else will fall into place. Is it easy? Of course not. It's daily work. It's daily of dying to yourself, realizing that there's certain things that you just can't do anymore. Your appetite is going to change. But the thing is, sometimes we fight that in the flesh because we don't want to change. We want It's a comfortable place of doing the same thing that we did prior to being married. But the thing is, is that dying to yourself means that you can't have the same appetite as you did before things are going to change naturally because you change as a person you're not the same person or the same woman that you were when you were a teenager or when you were in your 20s or when when you were in your 30s 40s 50s whatever you're not the same person you're constantly evolving if you are the same person from back then then something's wrong something's wrong ladies and things have to change regardless for yourself for your family for the generations that are coming And so I pray that this word blesses you. I pray that it anoints your spirit, that you grab something out of it. And until next time, I'll talk to you on Why Not You podcast.